Who is going to buy Pink Floyd's catalogue? My name is Tim Ingham, the founder of Music Business Worldwide, and welcome to the Talking Trends podcast, where we once again dive behind the headlines to look at what's really going on in today's music industry. Talking Trends is supported as ever by Volley Music. Volley is a financial management platform that helps professionals working in various sectors of music, especially in live, but also in management, publishing, labels, etc. And it helps you to seamlessly manage budgets and forecasts, as well as tracking your expenses, sorting your invoices and payments and much more. For your free trial, go over and check out volleymusic.com. That's V-O-L-Y music.com. So... After a relatively quiet summer of music business commercial activity, one story looks likely to dominate the headlines over the next month or two. That story is the well-covered sell-off of Pink Floyd's catalogue. But when we say catalogue, we should get a little more specific because this career-spanning portfolio of rights, according to multiple sources speaking to music business worldwide, does not include Pink Floyd's publishing rights. Instead, I hear from a few people in the know that the bundle includes the band's recorded music rights, or masters as some refer to them, plus neighbouring rights, that's broadcast and public performance income from abroad, as well as name and likeness rights. And with name and likeness, if you wanted to make the definitive Pink Floyd biopic, for example, you'd have to pay to licence the names of the band, the iconography of the band, etc., Now, the most talked about point in all of this, of course, is the price that this set of rights and income streams might fetch. And what I'm hearing is that Pink Floyd's representatives are seeking at least £420 million for the catalogue bundle. And before I get into the importance of pounds rather than US dollars, let me also tell you this. Two sources close to the discussions going on with Floyd's camp tell me that the band's recorded music rights currently generate around £21 million a year, and that would make a £420 million price tag equivalent to a 20 times multiple. And I will get into talking about who's in and who's not for the Pink Floyd catalogue and who I suspect might end up getting it. Uh, But before that, it's worth explaining why pricing Pink Floyd's catalogue in pounds rather than US dollars may end up being significant. So right now, and you may have seen the headlines about this in Bloomberg, etc. As I record this, the British pound has fallen to its lowest level against the dollar since 1985. That's nearly 40 years ago. So what does that mean in Pink Floyd terms? Well, it means that the mooted £420 million price tag for the catalogue is currently worth around $485 million at current exchange rates. Now, had this deal been closed for argument's sake last July, so July 2021, that US dollar price tag, again, for the equivalent of £420 million, the same price in pounds, it would have exchanged at $575 million. Again, today, it's $485 million back in July last year. It would have been $575. In other words, if you're a US company working in US dollars, the Pink Floyd catalogue is currently around $990 million cheaper than it was around this time last year, simply because of currency exchange. 
Now, let's look at the runners and riders. The Financial Times reported the other week that there were a number of companies still in for the Floyd catalogue and still in discussions with the band's representatives. Those companies were, deep breath, Sony Music Group, Warner Music Group, BMG, Primary Wave and apparently a Blackstone-backed fund from Hypnosis. The first three of those companies have a very apparent existing business relationship with Pink Floyd. Sony distributes the Floyd catalogue in the US, Warner through Parlophone does the same in the UK, Europe and other territories, and BMG is the now long-running publisher of Roger Waters, including his piece of the Floyd catalogue. Subsequent to the Financial Times article coming out, Music Business Worldwide discovered that Concord, that's the independent US-based company Concord, was also at the bidding table and was thought to be in advanced discussions with Pink Floyd's representatives. Concord spent $400 million on Downtown's music rights catalogue last year and it's done other nine-figure deals in recent times including the acquisition of the Imagine Dragons publishing catalogue you might remember. So they should definitely be taken seriously as a candidate here. Concord also has an existing business relationship with Pink Floyd because it administers the publishing rights for the members of the group who are not Roger Waters, if you're following. And it's here where things get really unpredictable. So allow me to welcome you into a few discussions I've had this past fortnight with various people who are connected to the Floyd sale process. The first person told me outright that he believed Concord wasn't just a strong candidate for the Floyd deal, but that Concord had actually already won the deal. That claim has subsequently been disputed by two more sources, who say that although Concord is legitimately a front-runner in the race and should be taken very seriously, the process is technically still ongoing. One of those sources, who isn't connected to Sony, that's important, tells me that their impression was that Sony was the most likely to emerge as the acquirer and didn't look like dropping out anytime soon. But I've also heard one quirky detail that may actually weigh in the favour of Concord or Primary Wave, for example. One source told me that there would be major tax implications for any music company of a certain size, and I think we're talking about major music companies, companies who turn over more than a billion dollars a year, and that's due to the fact that one of Floyd's members, I don't know who, but I think it's Roger Waters, is domiciled in the United States, and the other members of the band are domiciled elsewhere. Anyway, the saga rumbles on and we'll soon find out who the victor is and the new owner is of the Pink Floyd recorded music catalogue. And once the catalogue is sold, you can expect much more examination and discussion around the strategy of companies buying so-called evergreen catalogue instead of buying more modern music catalogues, especially when the majority of catalogue streaming, the vast majority in fact, is taking place of music that was released in the past 10 or 20 years. For example, Pink Floyd are legitimately still a very popular streaming artist. On Spotify currently, they have just over 15.15 million monthly listeners. But the other month, earlier in the summer, I believe, Hypnosis and Blackstone, you might remember this, closed the acquisition of Justin Timberlake's publishing catalogue for somewhere around $100 million. That was what was reported, I think, by the New York Post, around $100 million for the publishing catalogue of Justin Timberlake. Now that's around a fifth of the price we're expecting Pink Floyd's recorded music catalogue to fetch. Justin Timberlake currently has 33 million monthly listeners on Spotify, more than double that of Pink Floyd.
Music Business Worldwide's Talking Trends will be back soon with more insight into today's global music industry. Thank you to our Talking Trends sponsor, Volley Music. Go and check out what they do and how they can help your business at volleymusic.com. That's V-O-L-Y music.com. And if you liked this episode, subscribe to Talking Trends by searching Music Business Worldwide on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you like to listen. We appreciate you, as ever, spending your time with us.